2023 flying by. Facts. All gas, no brakes. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Man to Man Pod. I'm one half of the pod. Darius Butler got my co-host Antoine Bethay. What it do? We got the whole government today. <laughs> what I used to say, you said usually A B. I think it's, it's, uh, it's usually Antoine. Come on, man. Come it's on, AB, man. But hey, look, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. What's going on, man? How's your morning going? Hey, morning going good. I haven't got my uh 30 minutes in just yet, but I will right after this. Head right to the golf course, then to the gym right after that. Uh, what about you, man? How your morning going on this beautiful Thursday, March 9th already? Going good. You know, I got my 30 minutes. Well, I got my my hour in this morning. Um, got the little ones in out the house. So so far, okay. so good, man. Sunny day here in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. So ready to get on this pod, man, and talk some ball. Man, it's a it's a beautiful day out here, too, man. It's been hot all week. I see some uh some snow and some storms around the country, but it's been beautiful down here in South Florida. It is Pisces season two still. Nine days away from the kid's birthday, about to crack. I mean, 37. That's just man, one, of, one of the random years, one of the random ages. It's like, 37. Damn, 37. Damn. 37. <laughs> 37, man. But I feel, hey, I feel good, man. Feel 40 good. might get a new 30. Uh, we obviously got a lot to talk about. Quarterbacks, you know, that's usually the topic of conversations in the league that we cover, the National Football League. Um, a lot of talks around the quarterbacks. We obviously spoke on a lot on Monday. Yeah. And then kind of right after we got off, I feel like a lot of these uh, a lot of these dominoes start falling. Uh, but these quarterbacks, obviously, Danny Dimes, your guy, he got some money. Derek Carr yep. signed with the Saints. Yep. Mark Jackson was uh, tagged. And then we heard from all the insiders around the league about the different plans from the different teams. So definitely going to jump into that, man. Ooh, you can't um, forget Geno Smith. Geno Smith got paid, uh, yeah. deservingly so, out there yeah. in Seattle. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to be talks around these quarterbacks in the draft, who goes where. Um, nobody really know kind of until we get much, much closer to draft night. But plenty to talk about per usual. And, um, you know, this time of the year we get a lot of feedback, a lot of questions um, from the audience. Had some good questions on Monday. Hopefully we do the same today, man. Anything else before we get to this intro? No, nah, man, that's really it, man. There's some interesting talks um, on ESPN, man. Kendrick Perkins and J.J. Reddick going back and forth, ah, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to I get your opinion on that. You know, I think, you know, both guys played in the league a long time. Yep. Um, obviously, differences of opinions. Everybody entitled to, it, to their opinion. Um, yeah. But interesting to see, you know, two guys um, on the network. Um, so... Yeah, we definitely gonna touch on that when we get back. Yeah, for sure. I, I enjoyed the banter. We're gonna definitely yeah. get into it, but I enjoy yeah. it. It's just locker room, a nice little locker room argument, sure. conversation, discussion. Sure. I love to see it, man. But well, we'll see y'all on the other side. Yes, sir.
Yes, sir. Here we go. Back at it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We already got a good question, man. GI GI Joe three one seven. Three Hey, this is a good, good question, man. No oh, damn good no. question. Y'all gotta do some research, man. Go and look up big hits. Going uh, who was a who hit harder, A B or D V? Good question, man. Good question, Joe. We got it. We'll get to the bottom. We'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> What's good, though, man? Which one to jump out with? Hey, man, let's jump right into it, man. Danny Dimes, man. Danny Dimes, G-Man. New York, New York. New York, New York. Inked his deal. Um, agreed to a four-year, $160 million contract. And obviously, you know, you look on Twitter, you look, you know, on TV, you know, a lot of people talking different things. Um, was he overpaid? Um, and here you go in rap report. Got the details. It's four years, $160 million deal, $35 million more in incentives, $82 million over the first two years, $94 million virtually guaranteed at signing. First year cap numbers around $19 million. Man, man. And for, for the people that don't know, as players and as agents, mm -hmm. What you want is your money front loaded. So you want yep. your money in the first two years. So in a four-year deal, if, if I can get as much money as I can in my first two years, that's great. And here you can see he gets over half of his money in his first two years. So yeah, and 94 virtually guaranteed at, at, at signing, uh, however, that deal breaks down. Sometimes you go into that second year and then you know once something happens, the 10 million from the third year or something like that is guaranteed. Uh, that's why you see, you know, when it's decision time for these teams to cut somebody before or after a certain date, um, yeah. things like that happen. And, and this is business, man. This is the market. Obviously, a lot of people look at this deal and say, whoa, 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 Daniel Jones. I would never pay Daniel Jones, you know, $40 million a year, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's business, man. You don't get what you um, deserve in, in this world, you know, this is real life. It's not only just football. In this world, you, you get what you can negotiate, what you have the leverage and the ability to negotiate. And that's what Daniel Jones and his agent um, was able to do up there in New York. So getting this deal, I think this is a good deal. I think it's a good deal for both sides, honestly, because, um, you know, you obviously been rooting uh, for Daniel Jones and saying, like, hey, I, I still think he could be the guy up there in New York. I wasn't necessarily sold on him. I still think it's a lot more room for him to grow. For um, sure. But I, yeah, but I think this is a solid deal. It didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Basically had to bet on himself and had a good year. Had a good year. You look, A lot of people look at it and say, hey, he only threw X amount of passing touchdowns. He only did this. That team um, was productive. That team took great steps and a new coach. That team won a playoff game. Um, and he's still young, too. That, that, that always factors in into these deals. You're not only paying for what they've done, but what you expect them to do. Um, so Brian Dayball, obviously they got a bunch of money to spend to put a good team around them. But I think this is a good deal. Uh, from both sides, from the Giants and Daniel Jones, uh, right here. How you feel about this one, man? I, um, so I tweeted that you know when I when it came out, and it was like, man, I think this is a, a solid deal for both sides. You know, um, new Danny Danny Downs wasn't gonna kill the bank, um, mm -hmm. but again, as a on, as an organization, you got to sit back and say, okay, where they drafting at? They're drafting at what late twenties in this year's draft. Um, is there going to be a quarterback that's going to be there at that time that we feel like can come in and do a better job than Danny Dimes? Yeah. But I would say probably not. Um, maybe, 
you don't know. But you know what you have in Daniel Jones. You bring in Brian Dayball. Now Daniel Jones will be able to have him for a second year. As you mentioned, it's definitely some some room, some room for improvement um, for Daniel Jones. But, again, they have a lot of money to spend this this offseason. So bring some, some extra pieces into that team, and you see where it can go. And, again, you know, a lot of people saying, like, man, how does Daniel Jones get paid before Lamar? I think we all in agreement where Lamar Jackson should be getting paid, and he should yeah. be getting paid more than what Daniel Jones is getting paid. But what Daniel Jones and what his agent and what the New York Giants were able to do it was be, was able to come to a conclusion. And that's mm-hmm. where Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens are having some differences of opinion. But, again, I think this is a, a, a good deal um, for both sides, man. So – yeah, and a four-year deal too. So Daniel Jones still young, so he'll be able to, you know, see the market again. Um, yeah, if if he plays well. Yeah, if he plays well, if he outplaying this deal, I'm sure it'd be some other suitors, and maybe the Giants should be ready to um, lock him up again. And when this free agency or before free agency, all this, your team kind of sets the tone and sets that that precedent for what's going to go on with your negotiation. Obviously, you've been seeing that going on with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore for the last couple of years now. They haven't been able to get on the same page. A lot of people have had opinions on it. I know we have a couple years ago, last year for sure, hey, Lamar shouldn't do this, that, or the third before he gets his money. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and you know, people have, have, you know, they take their own chances. Hey, he, we went out there. Hey, he's going to bet on himself. Had a great start to the year. You know, things didn't finish out well. Obviously, he was hurt. They weren't playing that great on offense. So now we're in a situation where, once again, your team kind of sets that tone. And with Lamar, he obviously did not get his deal. He got on, they tag, they threw that non-exclusive tag on him. And we were talking about it on Monday. For y'all that don't know the non-exclusive, the difference between the money, I, I know it's 32 and a half for the non-exclusive. I believe the exclusive was closer to 50 or 40, what, north of 45 so or something it was, like that? I think, it was, I think it was in between 40 and 50. Okay, so obviously a huge chunk of money and difference. Yeah. And then once you sign that, once you sign him to that exclusive tag, nobody else can come in and negotiate. The non-exclusive is different. Teams can come in and negotiate a deal. Ravens will have the opportunity to match said deal or uh, Trey Lamar and get two first-round picks in exchange. Um, now we talked on Monday. We said, "Hey, they slapped that non-exclusive tag on him. He's out of there. There's no chance he's gonna be gonna stay, be, remain a Baltimore Ravens. Team's gonna be lining up to throw those two first round picks and be ready to guarantee Lamar Jackson a deal that he wants. Um, but then once the tag was put on, we saw the Panthers, I believe the Dolphins, the Falcons, Falcons uh, Panthers, Dolphins, the, Falcons, uh, the Raiders. Raiders. I, I think I saw something today that said Raiders weren't they weren't necessarily completely counting them out. Yeah, or or pursuing uh, was, Lamar Jackson, was, other quarterbacks. There was, was a few teams. teams. It was five yeah. teams for sure. It was five teams. Matter of fact, I'm it was uh, five teams. teams. You said Panthers, the Falcons, the yep. Commanders. At the time, it was uh, the Raiders. Oh, Commanders. They came out said it too. Yeah, the Commanders said it, and then um, it was one more team. Yeah, and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. Yep. yep. Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders. Raiders, teams that will reportedly not be pursuing Lamar Jackson for a deal. And I, I believe the Falcons went as far as having a report written and, and put on their website and tweeted it out saying that, which a lot of people around the league, people that cover it, journalists, 
uh, a bunch of players, former and current. Yeah. Surprised by this. Uh, how did you feel on the news, not only him getting uh, the, the, the um, non-exclusive tag, but then the following leaks and sources that came out from the uh, different teams about their plans for Lamar Jackson? So I wasn't as surprised as the, the non-exclusive as I was the five teams coming out an hour or two after the Ravens announced what they were going to do. Because I feel yeah. like the non-exclusive franchise, I think as an organization, it's like, okay, well, we're having differences of opinion on the number, right? Whatever that number is, the guaranteed number, whatever the case may be. So I feel as though the franchise said, okay, well, we're going to put this non-exclusive franchise tag on you and we'll see what the other teams yeah. come back with. And then we can go back at the front office and say, okay, this is what we're willing to do or this is what we're not willing to do. So I wasn't totally surprised on the non-exclusive. But I was surprised as hell on, on the five the five teams that need a quarterback. Five teams that desperately need a quarterback. So Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, Raiders. For, for if you so the Commanders, y'all were, y'all were all in on, on Carson Wentz. <laughs> Jump. Gave him the bag quick, but then as soon as Lamar, like, oh, now nah, we good on that. Like, that's that that baffles me. The Raiders, like, okay, you you let their car go. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you might be waiting in the draft. You might like one of the quarterbacks thinking one of the quarterbacks in the draft can fall to you. Okay, cool. The Dolphins, you don't you're not sure what tools the availability of tool. I know tool is taking some, well, you're taking some judo classes to learn how to how to fall or whatever the case may be, but still, like. Getting Lamar in that building with those weapons that you know the Dolphins already have, man, and the Falcons, like it, the shit bounces me. And we talk about collusion, wow. and obviously, you know, it's one of the things like we have to prove that these teams are talking to one another. You'd be a damn fool if you don't think the owners are talking at their owners' meeting about Lamar Jackson, this situation with the Baltimore Ravens, and all this guaranteed money. Yeah. Um, so again, man, like this is this is something that. I think inevitably, I think we all know what's going on. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. Like the owners don't want to pay that guaranteed amount of money. Should they? Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, I'm always going to go for that. I'm always backing the players. I'm always backing the players always. being able to get as much money as they can get. So for, for the team to come out as fast as they did saying that we don't look, we don't want Lamar, I call bullshit. Yeah, that, that was – uh beyond and obviously to be damn near close to impossible to to prove uh the collusion you know unless these you know they still emailing each other <laughs> what their thoughts are but you got the combine obviously the super bowl you know all these different you know league meetings all these different times where ownership groups and, and front office and agents and everybody get together and get on the same page about these things and then it gets tougher for a player to kind of break out of what the, where that market uh, has capped them. So I think um, the Ravens, and once again, this is a, a, a negotiation that's, that's been going on for some time now. And I feel like the longer, you know, negotiations go on, the less likely it is for, in this situation, the player to win. You know, they're, they're going to get a good deal, I think, in the end. But to win and get closer to what they want, I think the longer it draws out, the tougher it is. Um, but, yeah, it. I mean, all these people, the Ravens knew exactly what the market was going to be outside of outside of them once they slapped this non-exclusive tag on them. Um, and then it's a lot of it's some things that factor in. So from the Ravens standpoint, from the business side of things, it's a good move for them because now they get to 
Yeah, you, you obviously, you know, you still have his rights for the next two years, I believe, if you want to slap back-to-back franchise tags on him. And now you get a chance for, okay, because once again, your team kind of sets that precedent. Hey, unless, unless it comes out, hey, we offered them 45 a year with X amount guaranteed. Like, your team sets that precedent. So now they tag him with 32 and a half, and it's like, okay, if somebody else you want to want to find a better deal out there, go and find one. If not, you know, you'll be back here. But um, so it, I hate I hate to see it. Obviously, you know, the injuries, I'm sure they're holding that over his head. Haven't finished the last two years. Um, I think his offense that he's been playing in has held him back, has held his progression back as a, a passer in the league. We know he can throw the ball. We know he can pass the ball. He can pass the ball coming into the league. Obviously, he's led the league in touchdown passes a couple of years ago. But this offense, you know, a lot of times it'll be third and nine and they'll have 12 or 13 personnel on the field. That's one running back, two or three tight ends on the field. Right. When the rest of the league in those situations, it's an 11 personnel league. Number one, first and foremost, you look at the two Super Bowl teams, even the Eagles, as much as they ran the ball, that was an 11 personnel dominated team, which is three wide receivers on the field. The Ravens wasn't running a bunch of that at all. That offense is not sophisticated at all in the past game. So I think that hurt him in the stand- from the standpoint of, a lot of teams around the league or coordinators or whoever may say, hey, there is limitation on his passing ability um, and obviously his injury. And I think the agent part comes into it. And as this draws out, I think the agent becomes or the lack of an agent becomes a little more important because once all these conversations are had and not the mix, and that's kind of what's wrong with the ecosystem in a sense, too. Um, the players represent themselves, especially when you're dealing with the dollars in that quarterback world. The players representing themselves are putting in a, in, a, in a bad spot, man. When you're going up against these owners, but so I don't think. Do you do ahead. you think do you think him having if he had an agent? Do you think this process would turn out different? Because I don't think it would. I think so. Like how? So because sure. if, if because again the agents work the agents work for the players, right? Yep. So if Lamar sitting here saying, "Hey, this is what I want. This is the guaranteed number that I want," because I'm pretty sure. You know, when 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 Darius Butler was up for free agency, you sitting down with your agent and your agent's mm-hmm. kind of going over the landscape and say, you know, you know, nickel market, DB market, safety market, whatever the case may be. This is what it's looking like, you know. And then obviously you got to be as a player, you got to be real with yourself. You know, in free agency is tiers, right? Yep. Tier one, tier two, you know, guys that's going to jump off, whatever the case may be. Right. So Lamar having an agent, he's sitting down with his agent saying, hey. This is what I want. Now, the agent, he's there to give you, he or she is there to give you sound advice. Say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, you you might be chopping at the bit a little bit. Like, you know, look, this is kind of where I'm thinking that we should go into, right? So how do you think the agent would have this picture looking a little different if that's what Lamar decided to do? Well, I can't tell you exactly, exactly. How, obviously, and I, I, you probably got more insight to this now with, um, you know, the things you've been doing. And it been out in the combine, for example, the combine. So we we both dealt with free agency and we knew a lot more coming out of the combine than we knew going into it. Like, OK, where the, what, what the market is, who's doing what, who's thinking about what, who really got their eye on you? Because all these conversations, that's really all these a lot of these things are about networking and who's in what rooms and the things that are happening in the, in the, in the under like these teams these gms these ownership groups these agents these insiders all these, these people are not reaching out to lamar lamar not tapped in with that ecosystem and once again this is what's 
a part of what's wrong with ecosystem and not only just players even with just for example myself doing some different things in media once i hired an agent to handle some different things the conversations and the information i was privy to changed because of you know the hey i've been working with this network for 15 20 years so i know this person who's been there and this person that person called me and told me this and that person told me told me that so yeah it's gonna be different with an agent like that to now we both i thought lamar once you're dealing with that top like a reset the market type deal which i feel like lamar put himself in that space based on his play agents i feel like should become less important if you're at the top or the bottom of the market anywhere in the middle obviously the agents get you more get you less but um to if i if he had an agent would he have a fully guaranteed deal more or even close to Deshaun? probably not because i feel like that was just a, a an outlier type <clears throat> situation but i think he would have we would have been talking about a around a 200 million dollar guaranteed type deal with an age that's just my opinion i could be wrong and, and and because i also feel like these owners these owners decision makers etc also don't want to set a precedence making these type of deals with the players directly because the agents they have a, they play a part in everything that goes on as well as far as corner market good and bad so um, but the reality of it is, I think Lamar had an agent um, that would be closer or maybe even possibly have a deal done. Is it that Deshaun Watson deal? Personally, I don't think so. I don't think we'll even see that. I don't think we're going to see that with Joe Burrow. I don't think we're going to see it with, with Herbert or whoever the other next guys up. I don't think we see it, that deal again, um, at least in the near future. But um, shit, hopefully, shit, hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, so, about, so I only feel – that way because to, to your point you and you you touched on it i feel like definitely agent you know guys that's i mean a, agents are important you know agents are important i, I don't want to you know sit here and say that agents are, are important but i just feel like in lamar's situation being the top guy top guy on the market like what we're talking about like the market set kyler murray russell mm -hmm. wilson um you know it was a, a rod you know now we got daniel jones now we Gosh, got, got, nice now we got Gino smith like it's not hard for me like and, and you've been in it too it's not hard mm -hmm. to negotiate right you got six quarterbacks that you know that i just named that got got their deal done my deal should definitely be more than Geno smith to be more than daniel um daniel jones for kyler murray Yo, let's sit yep. down and have a conversation again negotiations isn't it should be that easy but it's not yeah again it's like every relationship it got to be some type of compromise on both sides but in my eyes when you're that guy you're the number one guy in free agency at your position it's sh it shouldn't be that hard so that's why i say like i don't think just i don't think you know ravens say they wanted to get it done but how bad did you really want to get it done i don't I don't think an agent could have helped this situation for real. For real, I, I feel like the age, the Ravens want to get it done, but at the same time, the Ravens don't want to overpay what the, what the, what the market is. Now you look at some teams and them paying their quarterbacks. Usually, this happens, especially MVP caliber quarterback. The teams this is done before they even get close to hitting the market. You know, a year or two left. Russ got his new deal before he took a snap with the Broncos um i think he still had two years left on the deal the big deal he signed in seattle so um this usually doesn't happen this way 
But as we know, situations are situational. Once again, this ain't, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm just saying what I see as the reality of it. And then yeah. with Lamar Jackson and his play style, there are there isn't a consensus around the league. You know enough of these decision makers. You know enough of these play callers. There isn't a consensus that amongst players, most players would say, hey, Lamar, hey, that's that dude. If, if I get a chance for him to become the odd quarterback, that's a guy I don't want to play against. Yeah, absolutely. But for yeah. a lot of other, for these, the people that I was just talking about, it's not a consensus that, hey, that's the dude. That's the dude I want to build my offense or my franchise around. That's the dude I want to commit to and a million guaranteed to because of his play style or his injury history or the combination of those two. Or a lot, you've heard the, the um, anonymous coach or anonymous this come out and say, hey, you know, I don't think he's this or that at the quarterback position. So you also are dealing with that part of it um, as well. I think what would have helped Lamar more than anything is actually having a legit uh, offensive coordinator in there and him playing a real offense. So that kills a lot of those questions. But uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation right now for Lamar. Uh, hopefully he comes out and has a big year. Uh, most importantly, this, this Shit, do you play season. this year? If you Lamar, if you don't get a deal? Yeah, I'm playing. I'm definitely playing. That I'm I'm not even about to play that game. I'm definitely playing. I'm definitely gonna get at minimum right now. What you getting 32 and a half? 32 and a half. 32 and a half. And then if he balls out, you right back in the situation again where the Ravens are trying to either get a deal done or tag him again. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm playing. I'm gonna play. Uh just because I done seen the, the guys take the year off, and I feel like most of the times that don't pan out. Get your money, play, stay healthy. Um, I think last year he should have played hardball going to into that year, but now play and get your money, man, and, and, and get more of a I don't know, bump bump your worth up a little bit more. I don't know, but uh, we we know what it should be. We know what it should have been with Lamar going into it, and I hate this is another example. I guess a nice nice guys finishing last almost when it comes to this business side of things because he's been a team guy. He showed up for his team. Uh, yeah. He's been he's done everything right right from the beginning. I felt like Dak Prescott who was dealing with some of this same shit. He still got paid even after the injury, so it kind of worked out for him. Yeah. But sometimes you got to flip that switch and be an asshole and get and get what you want and then get back to the football. But uh, it, it's tough, man. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see leading up, man, to the draft and, you know, even, you know, like you said, throughout the OTAs, offseason, man, just see how it, how it pans out over there and be more, man. Yeah, man. We going to see. I'm rooting for, for Lamar. Get his no bag. Doubt. Have a big year. Uh, still so young in his career. Has won so many games, like a 75% winning percentage or something crazy like that. Um it's offense, man. It's a, a offensive coordinator. I'm still not very excited about this college offensive coordinator I'm brought over, but uh, we shall see, man. More more quarterback news. Uh, Derek Carr signs to the New Orleans Saints, um, which right now, shit, I would say they got the best quarterback in the division uh, as as it stands right now, where the Panthers are, where the Falcons are, and uh, where the Bucks are right now. How you feel about this Derek Carr signing to the New Orleans Saints? Well, I think it's a no good signing. You know, wasn't blown away by it. Mm -hmm. huh? 
I said wasn't wasn't groundbreaking, wasn't wasn't leading. Nah, it wasn't groundbreaking. <laughs> change the landscape no. of the league. Nah, not at all. You know, Derek Carr, <laughs> good dude, um, a good quarterback, going to a good organization, got some good weapons around him. Defense is is is, is solid. So um, I think it's a, another good signing, another good signing. I don't think it's great by the you know stretch of imagination, but definitely a mm-hmm. good signing. For both sides, um, sure, got a hundred million in guarantees. Hey, you can't be mad at it. Can't be mad at this. Man, hundred hundred M's again for Derek Carr. Uh, going into what's tenth season, I believe. Yeah. Uh, still yet to win a playoff game. Uh, has some history with Dennis Allen, who's the head coach of the Saints right now. I believe Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Raiders at some point when Carr was the quarterback. Um, so obviously some history there. Got some weapons over there. Got a solid defense. Um, and right now, looking at the landscape of that division, you know, the Saints, as it stands right now, we'll see if the Falcons or the Panthers change their minds as far as pursuing Lamar Jackson and one of these other veteran quarterbacks. But um, Saints so how you right feel now, about good, good spot. I think I'm right there with you. I think it's a good deal. I think it was a good move for the Saints. Um, get a quarterback. Derek Carr. I said it on here a couple of times. I just think he's inconsistent. And sometimes his highs are high, his lows are low. Uh, he's been in the in the league for a long time and not any playoff success. But we saw that with Stafford. Uh, Stafford went over to the Rams. Obviously, much different situation and team. But he went on and had some success, won a Super Bowl. But I think it's a solid deal. I'm right there with you. Good deal for uh, for the Saints. Put them Derek on. Put them things did on not. And well, in uh, Las Vegas, so uh, you know, seems like a good guy. Glad he got another shot. The Saints and Derek Carr. This is a tweet from Rap Sheet and Rappaport. The Saints and Derek Carr agreed on a four-year deal for 150 million dollars, with a hundred million dollars in total guarantees. Per me and Mike Garofalo, he gets 70 million effectively, fully guaranteed, 60 million at signing, and another 10 million in year three, vesting after year one. Car structures his deal to accommodate the cap, uh, Saints cap issues. So, yeah. Yeah, good, good deal. Sure. Good deal, man. Geno Smith, we talked about his three-year, $105 million deal, I believe, after nine seasons. Uh, it was a second-round pick. Had a lot of uh, high expectations for him coming into the league. This is a tweet from Pro Football Talk. Deal was initially reported as three years, $105 million. Geno Smith's base deal is for three years, $75 million. The contract has $30 million in incentives uh, and $40 million guaranteed at signing. So I, I would love to see what these in, well. I would love to see what these incentives are. Mm-hmm. I, I was not a huge fan of a bunch of incentives. A lot of those, uh, what is it, NL, NLTBs, not likely to be earned. Some like right. so I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those, but um, I would love to see like what, what are these incentives? Are is it play time? Is it you know touchdowns? Is it completions? Is it get Pro your Bowls. team to the playoffs? Or yeah, I, I I would assume all of them. Uh, maybe workout bonuses. Maybe, maybe not. Depending. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, ten. Yeah, eleven. Don't put no workout bonus in my damn contract. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna work out. 
Like, Who knows? Some, sometimes they be in there. Sometimes, you know, you have a $250,000 workout bonus. You got to show up at 90% of the team workouts or something like that. But, uh, yeah, those incentives are always um, always unique on these different deals. But um, Salute to Gino, deal. man. Shout, shout out to Gino, man. A lot of people are still saying if there's a quarterback there in that top five, because Seattle still picks up there, they should take it. If Richardson's there, if Levis is still there, if uh, obviously um, Stroud or, or Young is still there as well, take it. Even with Geno Smith there and the other issues they may have on that roster, how you feel about that? Um, having Geno sign his three-year deal, you still take a jump at one of these quarterbacks? Nah, I wouldn't. Um, sure, it's, it's some holes on that team that we got to fill. Um, I get it. You know, um, Geno. What you said? What 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 year? Is Gino in? I believe 10. 10? 9 or yeah. 10, yeah. I, I, I get it, but nah, man. You got some holes to fill on that team. Um, definitely do that, man. You got a year or two where you could possibly find a quarterback, come in, sit behind Gino. But nah, I definitely would not go that route. I heard it. I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. Gino is 32 years old. He had a, a hell of a year last year. Um, nah, man, y'all go get some people, get some players, man, to put on your team to to to, to help your mob. Because you, I will say, Seattle have they have a good shot of you know coming into coming into next year, next football season. I will probably put San Fran one. I will put Seattle two. Mm -hmm. Um. And then the toss-up between the Rams who, who, and the Cardinals. Who's starting at quarterback in San Fran? Man, you got him. You got him one. <laughs> you said what? Who's starting at quarterback? Purdy. I, I, I don't even think he's had surgery yet. On, yeah, he, on, he on has the UCL, yeah. and, Tommy John. I think that that's going to play a huge part. If mm -hmm. Purdy is ready, Purdy is starting. In my in my that's my opinion. Okay, if Purdy is ready. Purdy is starting. If he's not, hey. You so, so what's your ready? So, ready. You, we expect he's definitely gonna miss OTAs. Assuming training camp. This point, so they say, all right, you know, Purdy gonna be ready week three. Uh, and Trey Lance, I'm not even sure what his timetable, his timeline is with his injury status, but but Trey Lance taking all the reps. He looking all right. You gonna go from Trey Lance? And put Purdy in there. Right? Well, he looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big difference there, but he, he looking. He looking. He, he looking at right, you know. <laughs> come, if you look at the right, come hold his clipboard. But if you hey, out there man. looking good, hey, look. He drafted number three. Gave up a couple first rounders for him. Hey, look at here. What have you done for me lately? Last time uh, we seen Trey Lance on the field, what did it look like? Exactly. All right. Exactly. You know, young. Yeah, young. exactly. Uh, I, in this league, we don't care about how old you are. If you're young, you old. Look, man, especially at that position, like that position. Mm -hmm. And then especially how, how you ended the season last year. Like you ended the season on a, a salty note, but I don't, think, I don't think people expected you to have your third string quarterback and you play as well as you did. Obviously, you know, give it up to the defense. You know, you got a lot of playmakers, but Purdy came in and did what he was supposed to do. So in my eyes... Hey, what have you done for me lately? And I and you saw 
that San Francisco 49ers team when he got injured. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. It didn't look good. So for me, it'll be Purdy number one. Obviously, I think Trey Lance is one of them tough situations. You know, you get injured. Ugh. But man, it was it, bad. It we shall we, we we shall see. Jimmy G gonna be, they say he's gonna be a free agent. Um, you know, so he's gonna be out of there. I think new league year starts what 15th, March 15th. So yeah, next week. About a yeah, about a week out. Um, but you got the Niners number one. That that roster, you know, that roster, a lot of people had them going to the Super Bowl, hated how that, that season ended on championship weekend. Uh obviously they're gonna have to pay Nick Bosa pretty soon. Had the, one of the best def, the best defense in the league, probably wire to wire. Um yeah. obviously lost their DC, lost some other position coaches. We'll see if they can continue to thrive. They did get um Steve Wooks over there though. Shout out. Who we know, who we know, who we know can dial it up, but good stuff, man. Good stuff. The Jets, according to Diane at Diana ESPN, Diana Russini, the Jets are optimistic that they are on the brink of landing Aaron Rodgers. This is on the heels of Jets owner Woody Johnson flying across the country, sitting down, meeting with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers gave him permission to do this with the Jets. Uh, Jets, man, you think you think you think they land a rod number one and then number two? If they do, where does that put the Jets kind of in that AFC uh hierarchy right now with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Oh man, do they land Aaron Rodgers? I, uh... I think I think they got a good uh, but I think they got a good chance. I do too, sure. I think they got a good chance. Man. You know, um obviously, you know, you gotta figure out where Aaron's head is at. And then the, the Packers, they they feel comfortable, like look, if you stay cool, if you go, cool. You know, I think they at a I think they they're at peace at whatever happens. Yeah. Um I kind of feel like they might be ready to move on too. Yeah, that's why I said I think they feel you know? they I think I think on one side they feel like okay, he's an all-time great, you know, Green Bay great. So we want to be able to part ways and do it right mm-hmm. by him. And I and I respect that. I respect that. I, you know, I, I respect both sides. If they be like, yo, Aaron, we done with you, man. We about <laughs> to go with the young boy. I can respect that too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I can I can honestly respect, you know, what 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 Green Bay is doing right now. Um, I think the Jets do have a good shot at, at landing them. And if they do, I have the Jets. With, they got a, a, a good young team. I think if you look at their, their games last year, if they had a competent quarterback, I think they win a, a win <laughs> a few of those games that they lost. So you look at the yeah. AFC East, right? You got, you got the Jets. Mm-hmm. You got the Dolphins. You have the Patriots and um, who I'm missing? Bills, the Bills, and the Bills, right? So Buffalo Bills. Um, I have them above the Patriots, not knowing what's going to happen with Tua. You know, if Tua's there, should I? I don't know. I might have them above your your Dolphins too, D. But look, man, I, I, I I'm be I'm be honest with you. And even when this Lamar thing came up, I'm like, hey, man, the Dolphins, I. Cause I wasn't sure if we had the assets or not. We don't have a first round pick this year, so we can't get the sweepstakes just yet. But if I had the opportunity to get Lamar Jackson down here as a quarterback in the Miami Dolphins, I want that. And I think a lot of Dolphin fans feel the same way. And it's not because of Tua's uh, play, but obviously, you know, 
you start getting what is like it? that. Tua, it's, 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 it's his health. It's his health, man. You just you mentioned it earlier. You taking judo classes, <laughs> trying to you know uh, to fall right. Like, bro, we we know we know how this game goes. Like, you're gonna get hit. You're gonna get banged up. You're gonna get your bell rung. Unfortunately, that's just a part of the game. Yeah. Um, but once you get to the position where, you know, every time your teammate or your quarterback or whoever is getting hit, that you like, oh, is he getting up? How is he getting up? Like. You don't feel confident about that. I wouldn't feel confident about that if I'm in their front office and I got to pick up that fifty-year option, or I got to sign them to a deal that's going to guarantee him north of one hundred fifty million dollars. So, um, because of his ability to stay healthy, I'm concerned with Tua. Obviously, um, you look at the Buffalo Bills. You know, losing Leslie Frazier. Uh, the, is their window closed? Has they have they missed their window? If you the Buffalo Bills, Jets. They look like they're primed and ready. Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a long-term answer, but that defense under under Salah looked damn good last year with a lot yeah. of young bucks. Offensively, a lot of bright spots on that offense. Brees Hall, who, who, who ended last year early with an injury. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. He's unbelievable at wide receiver. So you plug and play Aaron Rodgers in there, I think shit, they got a damn good shot of winning this um, Hey. Winning this division. <laughs> Woody John, hey, they got to do whatever they got to do to get that man to NY, yo. And it'll be, I'm assuming, a year. I, I doubt he plays another two or three with how every offseason has been going for him. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I, I think it'll be a two-year deal. Um, And then, you know, one the, the one the one year be, you know, guaranteed after, you know, they'll just see what that second year um what comes off but yeah like you say man they able to get that done that'd be a good deal the, the dream scenario for them would be aaron Rodgers come in they make a run this year and zach wilson who they spent that number two pick on a couple years ago and it has not panned out at all zach wilson sits behind aaron Rodgers for a year and it's the guy that people were comparing zach fucking wilson to Coming out of college, coming out of BYU. He sits behind him for a year. He learns a ton. And then he steps in the following year. And he's the guy that they thought he was going to be coming out of BYU. That's the dream scenario for the New York Jets and their fans. But we shall see how that plays out. We all got dreams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody wake up. Oh, Uh, man. But according to Diana Rossini, the Jets are close. They feel like they're about to land them. And to your point, I think the Packers are probably ready to move on um, as well. See what they got in Jordan Love, man. See what they got in Jordan Love, their first-round pick um, a couple years ago. <clears throat> man. Some more breaking news out of NFL yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Did you read his um, – I read his uh, – where was that that I read that on? Um, Is it was it un, uninterrupted? I, I think so. Players Tribune, Players Tribune. Player, it's one of it was one of them. But I read that yesterday, man, and it was really, um, it was really good. Just kind of hear uh, Calvin really just talk about you know his mindset, where he was mentally going through uh, Players Tribune. Tribune. Um, if y'all want to get mm-hmm. a good read, um, definitely go there. Um, Calvin really just talking about his situation, dealing with his injuries, um, where he was mentally, dealing with anxiety. Um, but a very good read, man. I'm happy that he was able to take full accountability of what 
what he did. Um, and now he's able to, you know, go to a Jaguars team that I was big on last year. And yeah. to add him to, you know, um, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got um Christian Kirk, um, Evan Ingram, they just um they just franchised. franchise, yeah. Um, so just to put him in with the ETN, yeah, put him in the mix over there in Jville. What they got brewing with a young team, man, it could be scary. Yeah, could could be. Um, uh, I'm happy for him. I didn't get a chance to read it or what else. So what what did he kind of go into? I just saw the I think the one maybe titled headline or sentence saying, "Hey, I, I effed up. I made the biggest mistake of my life betting on football." Yeah. But, uh, what what else was it in the uh, in the article? Kind of besides that, it's South Florida kid. Obviously, I'm rooting for Calvin Ridley to get back out there. And yeah, right where he left off. So he talked about his injury. Um, he talked about his injury, how he was able, you know, he was dealing with an injury, um, an ankle injury, and how he was just taking to it all. He was taking the drugs and how he was trying to do any and everything um, to get out there on the field. And it was like, uh, you know, at some point, you know, he was trying to get a um, get the doctors to tell him what was going on. He ended up going to another doctor, and the doctor was telling him, like, look, like it was an ankle or foot, like, hey, it is broken, you know what I mean? So, dealing with that, so you know, just having some trust issues with some of the medical folks in the building. Um, then talking about, you know, um, uh, after a game, you know, pulling up to a house and the neighbor, the neighbors all in front of his house with police car with police cars and somebody coming into his house while they was at the game and robbed his crib and being able to look at the cameras oh, and seeing that, you know, five people came into the crib, guns drawn. Um, so then just having to deal with that. And then with the, you know, with his wife and, you know, he got a wife, I think his daughter. So just thinking about when he leaves the house, are they okay? So it was just mm -hmm. a lot that he had to deal with mentally. And then when he got hurt, uh, well, not when he got hurt, he got suspended. He was just in a dark place, wouldn't come out the room, just sitting on the couch and started getting to, 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 to into depression. So, again, you know, it's just a, a, a story where you can kind of really see, you know, what was going on with him. Because um, a lot of times as, you know, viewers, you know, we just we want to see the game. We want to see the guys go out there and play. And then when they walk off yep. the field, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, we'll see him next Sunday. But not mm -hmm. understanding like what these guys are going through, and you know, you you you've been through it yourself. So again, just to read that, it was really uh, eye opening. And like I said, like one thing I I I appreciate the most is when 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 man or woman can take accountability yep. uh, when they when they messed up. And that's the first thing that he said. He said, "Look, I made the biggest mistake. I learned from that." So again, man, I hope um, his return is is uh, a great return. He goes out and ball, man, and have, have a hell of a season. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of that. I'm definitely gonna, gonna tap in. I, like I've seen, I've seen the article, you know, be mm -hmm. on my Twitter timeline a couple of times, just didn't <clears throat> click on and read it, but definitely gonna do that, man. And glad he is, uh, you know, going, going, getting an opportunity to do what he loves and do what he grew up doing. That's, that's playing football and playing at the highest um, level. We talked about the team on the field that he's, he will be joining. I know they're excited about him too. Should you, you make a trade for somebody while they're suspended? You obviously got some, got some plans for him uh, yeah. for the future, man. I think he came by. Hey, I got fourteen hundred a year playing with Trevor Lawrence, man. So we'll be looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully he is, you know, doing the right things off the field. Tell him continue to navigate that stuff, like you said.
a lot we all see it as viewers now we, or, or members in the media and stuff and say you know we cover these guys as players you know as player hey that's Calvin really of the Jacksonville Jaguars Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens that's so-and-so whatever team but obviously these are humans young humans at that young adults that's dealing with a lot of different things off that field so yeah hopefully um you know everything start panning out better for my guy C red man and G.I. Joe 317, A.B., you feel confident about the Jaguars next season? Yes, I do. But then I always say, though, I always say this as a young team, having success, how can you come back from having success? Mm -hmm. um, I think Doug Peterson, you know, I think he's a, a, a good coach. I think he can hopefully he can, you know, corral the guys in the locker room. You get good leadership in that locker room where guys can be like, hey, look, we fell short. You know, we still got some things that we can get done, some things we can improve on. Um, but I, I, I am I am confident. I am confident, man. You see, last year um, they started off hot, kind of fell off, you know, midway through the season. Then they hit a hit a hot streak, you know what I mean, going into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they, they're, they're, they are on everybody's radar this year. So they're not going to be sneaking up on anybody. So – they're gonna be getting everybody everybody best shot. I don't know what the odds are right now, or, or if they even put them out. But should they be the favorites to win at AFC South? Yes, they should be the favorites. Yes. What if we go and get uh, CJ Stroud out there, Indy? I think they should still be the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just check, just check your temp, just see yeah. where you at. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it should be a favorite. I mean, Doug Peterson did, did an unbelievable job last year. Carwell did a solid job with that defense. Um, and we only expect them to get better. It was a, better. a lot of young pieces on both both sides of the football out there. So, so it'll be interesting to see if the Jacksonville Jaguars can sustain some success. They feel like they got their guy quarterback. It was a lot of question marks about Trevor Lawrence after his rookie year. But last year he made some great leaps and bounds, man. Coaching matters. Coaching matters. For sure. <laughs> Say that again. A Mike. lot, man. And before we get to these last couple of things, you want to do this read? We got this read that came through for fan on the hills to talk about Calvin Ridley being reinstated <laughs> for his uh, same game parlays. He was putting 11, 15, 10 leggers. He's my kind of gambler, man. But, uh, um, give me the, send me the read, man. Oh, matter of fact, there it go right there. Hey, this March, take your first shot at College Hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket and you'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line, the point spreads, to the five, the five versus 12 seed matchup you've been on. And for everybody, we always know that five through that five versus twelve. That's where the upsets come yeah, out. Yeah. All on the app. That's safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than the number one sports book, FanDuel. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com/slash M2M Live. There you go, and make every moment more with FanDuel. All tournament long and 21 plus and select states first online real, real money wager only refund issue as a none withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com you got a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash rg that's in colorado iowa iowa 
Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800. Next step or text next step to 5343 <laughs> www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. And the, while we're talking about it and tone in the in the background, should we do a man-to-man bracket this year? Are we going to have time to do that? Why not? I can't wait to act like I, I know what the hell going on in college basketball. I couldn't tell you. Five teams in it right now. But when does March Madness start? I know it's March Shit, They're doing the tournaments now, so, you know. Um, like the yeah, when the, when the real been tournaments, uh, at the league tournaments, I was um, they've been some good tournaments too, some good games on. Okay. I know the Miak Miak tournament is um this weekend. Shout out to Howard, we won the regular season Miak um championship. We got our first win last night against South Carolina State. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be guessing on the live. We do do a, a bracket. All right, all right. I know my as long as my Huskies in there, I gotta have them going. They to still the got a basketball least, team, and at least. Oh, I mean, I ain't, I ain't really heard. Don't, I, mean, don't, don't I know, I know, the, I know the women. Hey, we there. started off, we started off this season hot to in the middle yeah, side. We was know? like, <laughs> <laughs> we was like low key with top five, top three at one point. Then we kind of fell off. Um, but I'm gonna have us right. I know UNC. Is your squad? Yeah, but are we, we gonna we, figure. I know Bama got a squad. Alabama got a, a basketball squad, which is UNC some UNC some mid this year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, man, about- man, pop. March sixteenth, seventeenth is when it starts. So right before St. Patty's Day and right before my birthday. So definitely gonna be in it. Selects selects oh, Sunday shit. is this Sunday. Y'all okay. rank eleven, D Buck. Yeah, so, hey. Come, Come on, man! Stop okay. You said, you said surprise. They got no UConn shit, right? Nah, I'm, you, you, you don't got no UConn stuff in there. I'm definitely you surprised. Sound, you said surprised, man. Of course. Man, I ain't know that. Yeah, we might, we might make a run, man. UNC struggling. Purdue, struggling. On who, who, who else? Purdue, good? Purdue got a nice little mile. He lost. I think they lost. The, did they lose to Indiana? Indiana, uh, Mike Wilson got Indiana rocking a little bit. Purdue, um, like you said, Bama. Let me go check something out real quick. Just you know, there's a lot. This, this is this is what happens before you go into these Dukes, to these Dukes tournaments. Ow. Who, who are the one seeds? All right, so we got <clears throat> last four buys. I don't know what that means. Actually, you know what. Who will be the first four in right now? I look, I'm I'm looking at what I at least see on ESPN as the 68 team bracket. We got Kansas as one one seed. We got Alabama as another one seed. Houston as a one seed, and then UCLA as a one seed. UCLA is the West UCLA, UCLA, and on the East Houston, South Alabama, and then Midwest is Kansas, and then the two seeds real quick. Got Purdue on the south bracket, Arizona on the Midwest bracket. Uh, Texas 
Oh, I know Texas is still balling um, on the West bracket and then Baylor on the East bracket. So those are your top, I guess, eight overall yeah. seeds, at least that they're projecting right now my, because we got selection my, Sunday to Sunday. My bracket would have been shot up if I uh... – <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, hey, you know, I, the one thing about March Madness about this time, man, the Cinderella teams being able to go out here and make runs – Teams you never heard about, guys that you guys and women you never heard about coming out and having games of their lives, man. Yeah, right. I love to see it, man. Shout out my guy Tim Smith, man. I always remember, man. Went to my high school, went to East Tennessee State, and they made it to the uh to the to the tournament. They played Cincinnati. That's when they had James White now, man. My guy showed, showed man. out, man. Shout man. out to Tim, man. Left man, hand. White was a dog. Dog, I remember that. Uh, his his dunk contest. He was doing windmills and three sixties from the free throw line. Yeah, this was years and years ago. So one foot jumper too. So y'all go back and check that James White. Yo, uh, mixtape out. That shit was crazy. We ain't talk about the uh, dunk contest. That was one of our, we was off. Yeah, we was off. We ain't talk about the dunk contest. What was your Not thoughts? Long did that. I mean, it's impressive. I, I was more I was more entertained than I expected to be. Yeah, um, because of the the lack of, of of superstars being in it, and you ask me that you know that's LeBron fault. I feel like every everybody before LeBron, every face of the league or potential face of the league, they went and they they did that. Whether it was MJ or Nick or Kobe or whoever it was, yeah. they went and did that at least once. So um, when LeBron came in and didn't do it. I feel like a lot of the other stars that came after him feel like shit, they don't have to do it either. So um, I feel like it's kind of hurt the NBA, you know, the All-Star weekend at least a little bit. Uh, the game, the actual game was terrible. Doo-doo. You know, as far as effort and defense, stuff like that. But Mac McClung, even though he was just coming up from the G League, I don't know if he's still in the league at this point. He put on, <laughs> he put, he put on the show. He got the running racks. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. I think he signed a shoe deal after that. Puma. Um, he, yeah, he had a nice, nice little run right there. So, better yourself, take advantage of the opportunities. All the lights were on him. Uh, it was shine on him, and I, I feel like he dominated that night uh, from from start, from start to finish. That was that was yeah. impressive. What was your thoughts on the uh, on the old dunk contest? Yeah, I, I mean, besides him, it was. I mean, it was doo doo. Um, I mean, no, I mean for real. If, if he wasn't in it, that 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 dunk contest was some trash. Facts. Like, you know, like you said, like, you know, he had um, an opportunity um, on the main stage um, to show people what, you know, I think if you if you kind of watch him like previous years when he was younger, like what he was able to do, like, you know, he's always kind of been like an internet sensation where he got dunk or whatever, go viral. But um, now, in my honest opinion, besides him, man, that joke was, that joke was, yeah. (laughs) Boo boo! That one I had secondhand embarrassment for somebody. They went up there and uh, he jumped, put his elbow in the rim. He grabbed the net, grab, 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 grab the net, put his joint in the rim, grab the paper ready, trying to. Yeah, said, but then, what, what, what but then after that, they showed they showed like, you know, the, the guys on the on the bench and then the crowd and how they reacted to it. Everybody like, <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing with Mac too. I feel like. I want to say he made every dunk on the first attempt, which mm-hmm. is, is kind of, you know, you're going up there and you you miss a couple. It's kind of hard to get that crowd. So every time first 
first time went up there. And then the fact, obviously, he's white. But the fact he was kind of short, too. I want to say, what, 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, yeah, and jumping yeah. and doing that shit like that, shit, shit was impressive. A lot of people probably, you know, didn't watch or turn it off by because of the lack of superstar names. You know, no uh, John Moran or um, Anthony Edwards or you know, those are the guys that typically over the years they're gonna be they're gonna get at least one. You know what yeah, I mean? I would be told to have them. Anthony Edwards, Ja. Yeah, that should be tough. That should be tough. GI yeah. Joe got some. GI Joe got some questions today. No, I cannot dunk like DB can. All right, so AB being honest, AB the harder hitter too. So I guess but we can both be honest. I can't hit like AB, he can't jump like me. All right, we all got our own gifts. We got our own thing, baby. <laughs> hey, while we talking about the NBA, before we um took it to the other side at the beginning of the show, man, we was talking about the little banter um between JJ Reddick. And um and Kendrick Perkins um talking about the NBA I stated the facts talking about the NBA voting is racially biased because Jokic um, is I guess he's leading right now oh, just be three times that he would uh, win the award and then I think it was this morning ESPN Molly and them they had to come out and was like you ain't see that oh, I ain't see that. I ain't see that I ain't see they that. came out and was like hey look it was some 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 talk on here. Uh, Kendrick Perkins said X, Y, and Z. Um, they were like, the they, ESPN, they went back and did some research and said, that is not true. Um, it goes to show. So that's when you know they, it. They, 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 de they debunked the, the, the they uh, debunked Perkins? Kendrick Perkins. They debunked. That's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know it was shit. Because there's been a lot of false information that's that been on that show. But they never come back. Well, I gonna say for the most part, they never come back. I seen Stephen A. a couple of times say, "Hey, look, I said this yesterday," but for the most retraction. part, but for the most part, that was that was that was a little weird to me when I looked at that's, that. That's very very uh because obviously it's an opinion based show, facts, and it's you come on their opinions, and I think I want to say JJ Reddick kind of prefaced whatever statements here by saying like, "Hey, Stephen A., respect the hell out of you, honored to be on your show." But this is the problem with this show is because you, you know you put these narratives. That's what the show is. That's what a lot of daytime studio television is when it comes to sports. So for Perk to have his opinion, and I'm sure he has, I didn't even hear Perk's full opinion. I didn't hear his his um you know stats or whatever to back it up. Yeah. Um, but I know, you know, we shit, we grew up watching some of the I feel like some of the best NBA. And um we know Kobe. What did Kobe have? One MVP? Yeah, and then somebody was and I was I was just kind of going through it, and then people was kind of they started talking about that, like with Steve Nash, you know, like NBA and should go back. Like, they, owe, they owe Kobe like two, and then it was a run for real, for real with LeBron. In my eyes, he should he could have won he that shit have eight nine nine yeah. years in a row. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think where Kendrick Perkins went totally wrong when he tried to give a percentage number. Like, <laughs> like eighty percent is X, Y, and Z. So then they went back and said, "Well, no, it's actually sixty percent and twenty-five percent and fifteen percent here." You know what I'm saying? Where all yeah. he could have said was whatever. You know what I mean? To to argue his point, but um, to your point, I love the I love the band. So that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Kendrick Kendrick got his got his opinion. JJ has his opinion. Mm -hmm. Not saying that either one of them are right or, or wrong, yeah. but that's what the 
that's what you like to see instead of having this scripted shit like okay this is what we're going to talk about this is what you're going to say boom this that and the third or whatever the case may be but and, and they, and they both play they both play a long time yeah. in the league so you got to respect their opinions whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you got to respect it and People always say they want locker room talk or they want to hear locker room banter. That's what it is right there. Sometimes, say if you feel like you're wrong or somebody hit you with some some more facts, hey, you just hey, I stated the facts. Mm-hmm. I stated the facts. So Joker, I mean, his numbers have been unbelievably impressive. Greek Freak, Joel and B. I feel like year after year, these last couple years at least. They all been deserving uh, of the MVP award, and a lot of people are gonna look at Joker if he wins his third in a row, and be like, "Bro, three in a row." But I, be personally, I feel like you got every year has got to be its own year. Every year, and if, and if you know, I feel like the Nuggets, what are they the one seed right now? Who was that? Maybe the Nuggets. Are they the one seed or they up there? But they're doing well, and it's it's a regular season in the world. I mean, let me not get AB the line. Let me see. Let me see the. Let me see the standings right now. See where the Nuggets are. Um. Yeah, Nuggets are the one seed right now. So forty six and twenty, and then I believe Joker is averaging like a triple double. Um, analytics wise, it always gives him the edge. If you look at the eye test and all those other things, I think Embiid could have won it last year. So same thing with Greek Freak and what they do on the defensive side of the ball. I think should be accounted for as well. Um. So I'm sure some some truth to both sides of their arguments. I didn't hear all the Perks' argument. I didn't hear all the J.J. Reddick's arguments. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's definitely entertaining to see the banter. But that recanting that, taking that, or trying to debunk Perks' take or Perks' hey, opinion or something, I, not I, a fan I, of that on first take. This ain't he, – Here it go right here. Oh, wow. ESPN publicly corrected first take panelist, <laughs> former NBA center Kendrick Perkins following his notion – the NBA MVP voters are predominantly white, which has led the Denver Nuggets mm. star Nikola Jokic winning multiple MVP awards. Co-host Molly Karam began Wednesday's episode of the popular sports debate show with the statement correcting Perkins' comments on Tuesday that 80% of NBA MVP voters were white, claiming it was a fact. I want to correct something here from yesterday's show, Karam started off. When Kendrick mm. Perkins said 80% of NBA voters for the MVP award are white, the NBA publicly announces the voters each year. And after review, it is clear the panel is much more diverse than what was portrayed by Kendrick Perkins, and we wanted to make sure we corrected that today. Okay, I, I would be interested, once again, Perk, J.J. Reddit, they're entitled to their own opinion. You do have, If you come and state facts or percentages, you know, now this doesn't go for everything else, obviously, which we've seen in the history of this country. But sports, we got a scoreboard. We got the numbers. Who is, I, I would like to know the breakdown of the voters, the MVP voters. I don't know who they are, how they look, how many yeah. black, how many white former players. I feel like all the former MVPs, you know, that are still living and still around should have a vote or have a say-so in that. Um, so I'd be interested to see the, the breakdown of who is voting. But, um, but yeah. I think uh, for the most part, when you get this MVP award, it's going to be everybody's going to have their opinion on it, and it's going to yeah. be at least two or three candidates that are worthy of winning it. And when, yeah, somebody wins it three times in a row, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, hey, was that 
was he hands down the best i feel like lebron greek freak had a stretch um steph even maybe could have had a stretch it's tough in the same leagues kobe that you know yeah Shaq, Shaq. like those are the, uh the players just that jumped in my mind that i would say okay definitely watching basketball over these years they could have definitely been you know mvp three times in a row but joker man he's 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 dominant he, you know he, 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 he fills up the stat sheet every night and the team is winning too so it's not like he's getting all these numbers and they they some shit. so i think yeah. he's deserving as anybody else up in that category to win it but um for sure it was just interesting and, uh, to me when i saw very, this morning very. that molly and them they recanted you know so very interesting i'm here for um, it though <laughs> absolutely uh speaking of the nba championship odds outright betting according to the fan duel sports book number one sports book in america the bucks right now are tied with the Boston celtics as the betting favorites to win the nba uh title this year they're both at plus 320 the phoenix <laughs> suns are at plus 440 denver nuggets plus 700 golden state warriors and 76ers plus 1500 and plus 1600 respectively and you got the grizzlies after that but um right now where ab putting his money right now to win it Woo! i'm gonna go with the right now march 9th i'm I, I would not for some reason i'm not feeling the bucks or the celtics damn um not winning the chip for some reason then you know kd almost tore his shit up um last night in pregame i saw that kd what you got going on yeah um mm, who would i go with i'm gonna go with this i'll go with the Suns. you still going with the Suns? don't fall for it you say something man we, we track hey look track. I'm, I'm going i'm going with the Suns, man that's crazy there, there is no there is not a bone in me that 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 believes the Suns. You put together Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. I, they've all had their issues when the playoff comes or the moment gets big. and So I don't think you put them all together and they're going to all get – like, come on, man. It, health issues. Chris Paul get hurt every What you ask run. me, D-Buck? KD, come what on. What did you man. ask me? Book, we're going to see Book fold what too many you, times. Uh, D-Buck, right? what did you ask me? You go ahead. You donate your money to uh, – what did you ask me? You asked me who would I who would I who would you right put now? your hundred? So you would bet your hundred to get your plus four forty on the Phoenix Suns. I would go hey. to the Suns. Now That's I'm gonna ask you. Now this will be your time to argue your who would you put your hundred dollars on? Give me the bucks. Give me the bucks. I think the bucks bucks are deep right now. I think um we've seen Greek, I've seen Greek freak do it. I've seen him take over a playoff run. I've seen him take over a finals, dominate and win it. Um, I would go with the Bucks on the East. Give me a Bucks Warriors matchup. Warriors right now plus 1500. Steph just got back into the lineup. I think they're gonna get healthy. They're gonna hit the ground running right to the playoffs. So Bucks, Warriors will be in the finals. And if I had to pick a winner, damn, do I pick the Bucks over the Warriors? Give me the Warriors running it back. Fuck it, I switched it. Give me the Warriors right now, plus 1,500. Yeah, give me the Warriors plus 1,500. You talking yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Draymond 
Um, yeah, I, I, I ain't watched all Ethan. of it. I've seen some snippets. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I'm talking about Dylan Brooks. Hey, Ethan, and that was a conversation in my group chat, too, because I, I always, for some reason, in my group chats, I think even on this show, I've had to defend Draymond Green a few times because a lot of people always coming out, hey, you know, if he, if he wasn't in the Warriors, he would be, if, but, 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 he, hey, if, 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 if we all be drunk, he got drafted to the Warriors, second round pick, I believe. Defensive player of the year, always been a great contributor, team player, both sides of the ball, four-time champion. So what's your argument? Hall of Famer, Draymond Green. And stop disrespecting Dre. That's my argument right there. Stop disrespecting Dre. Yes, he's playing with two of the best shooters ever. But in champion in basketball, in team sports, you need teams. That means you need stars. You need coaches. You need role players. And I think Draymond Green will go down as one of the greatest role players of all time. So put some respect on that man's name, especially Dylan Brick Brooks. Yeah, that's all I got to say on it. Word. You heard the butt, man. Draymond Green, a future Hall of Famer. I agree with you on um, all-time greatest role player. Probably don't agree with the Hall of Fame. Oh, he'll probably be like the number one, number two pick. You know, Hall of Fame it factors in all of your basketball accomplishments post high school, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's collegiate. That's that's, that's that's Olympics. You don't that's think that should be? You go and win a gold medal. You don't think that should go on you? I mean, what college got to do with me? Your NBA? If you in the NBA Hall of Fame, I want to just talk about strictly NBA. NBA Hall of Fame. I want to what you done when you were in while you were in the NBA when you were playing those NBA games. That's me. I mean, that's my opinion. Basketball. I can say that. Say it again. It's the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. I could be wrong about that too. I just be saying shit. No, nah, I mean it. I think it is. I, I thought the NBA had its own. Like, teach nah, me something. Is, if it, it's Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame? I think it's a just the Basketball Hall of Fame. I don't think the NBA has it on. Because you think about a guy like Yao Ming. Well, like Yao Ming, he didn't I have a... corrected there. Yeah. So it's the basketball. So, yeah, I think if you go and you contribute to the game of basketball around the world, you win a couple gold medals, you maybe win a natty, maybe a college basketball player of the year or something like that, Yeah. Uh, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about. I think they should separate that. I think you should have NBA. Like, they had it on. I mean, I yeah, think that's fair. I, I, I think been around a while. I think, yeah, man. <clears throat> Let's get to a couple of these questions before we get up out of here, man. It's from the great tone at the tone Gordon. We're watching football movies. Do you ever get mad with how bad the football looks or how wrong they get it? Also. Worst football movie you've seen in worst football. I'm sorry, you've seen in the movie in the movie that got the closest to looking right. Man, you kind of you kind of messed me up at the end reading that joint. I got I kind of got lost. <laughs> <laughs> when watching football movies, do you ever get mad with how bad the football looks? <laughs> Slash, my man, deep reading out loud. Also. The worst football you've seen in a movie and the movie that got it closest to looking quote unquote right question mark hashtag M2M live and that is from our great producer Tone. 
So um, I'll give you my top three favorite football movies real quick. Friday Night Lights, a program, any given Sunday. Um, so. I think they all got the football <clears throat> right in those movies, which I believe is a big part of it. Um, the one thing, and now it's not a movie, but it was a show on Netflix, and the football was so bad I had to stop watching it. Um, the game? Nah. Uh, All American. Oh. It wasn't NFL football, but yeah. I just remember. But either running around or somebody, I'm like, right, like this scene alone, I can't watch. I can't support. Yeah, this. I can't watch this shit. Yeah, no his more. his his route running was horrible. But on 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 my top three, I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Remember the Titans, and then I had the program, and I had Any Given Sunday. So those okay, were my so top two. Huh? How how close do you feel? Um, Any Given Sunday, and obviously that was a completely different time now. But how close did, did you feel like watching that movie? And then I believe that was before you went to the league and then going into the league. How how close were, you know, was the movie? How, how good did they get it? So I think they got it good where you like, I'm not going to say spot on, but they got it good when you're thinking about like off the field, right? Off the yeah. field shit, like front office type stuff. Then like the, locker room, like the personalities, you got the locker room dynamics. You got guys that, you know, yo, I'm the man. Now nah, I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? So I think. They were, they were really close in that, in that, uh, you know. Now go like, ahead, go ahead, say the word. Go ahead. That what? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Whoop, whoop, whoop his ass, words. <laughs> hey, hey, get back your mug, right? What are we working in that? In that? what? But no, I feel like I feel like they were they were they were close, not spot on, but they were really close yeah. as far as depicting the uh the off the field and the locker room dynamic. I agree. I agree 100 percent They got they got it, they got it pretty damn good, even from the coaches, like you said, the front office stuff. Good speech, too. I thought like that was a real, real good speech. Now Pacino, obviously. Um, and uh, Jamie Foxx, LL. Yeah. Funny story from that. My High school football coach um, who played collegially, you know, played a little bit in the league. But my high school football coach, Otis Mounds, he actually coached my little brother in college to Akron. He was LL Cool J's, uh, like, stunt double as a running mm. back. And he was also another player, you know, in the locker room on that. And, uh, you know, so I remember when the story came out about the Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J actually fighting, like, yeah, and like for real uh, in the scene. That shit was – um. It's a good story, but uh, any given Sunday was a great movie. I felt like they got it really close. I feel like the program was good too. Program was yeah. good. They got a lot of things close there too, and especially during that time. So like, oh yeah, during that time and what was kind of oh, yeah. like prevalent in, in the locker room and you know what some guys were kind of dibbling dabbling in. So mm -hmm. like that kind of played a part. So First team defense. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what was it called? The, the linebacker. Let's start with a B. Vladimir. No, Matt was it Alvin Matt. Um, like he just twisted bank, fucked his knee up. Mm -hmm. Trying to get crib. Um, yeah, that's good. Good ass movie, man. Any given Sunday, you mentioned Friday Night Lights. Um, great football movies, but um, you didn't. What about your bad, bad? Where the football was so bad, where you couldn't any of those? Um. 
I can't think of nothing off the top of my um, top of my head. All right, all right. Let's see what else we got. GI Joe, three one seven. Welcome back, fam. After a good hashtag NFL combine, many players are getting ready for their pro day. Can you recollect your nerves about the whole process? What did your agent do to help you prepare for this whole opportunity? And what was the weirdest question you were asked? Man, I would say my combine experience, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I know we had uh, Ron Bartell. He got drafted in the second round a year before me. He went to the combine. So just asking him questions. But still, you know, it's a, it's a little different for everybody. Um, oh, yeah. Early mornings, late nights. Um, I think my biggest thing coming from Howard was like, you know, I was sizing everybody up in the safety. Oh, yeah. In the safety, uh, safety, uh, crew, you know, Dante Whitner, um, Jason Allen, it was just a lot of guys. I'm just sizing up, like, yo, like I belong. So for me, man, it was just like go out there and do your thing. Had a good combine, and then for me, the pro day, um, I didn't do any other, I didn't run 40, I didn't do the ver, I didn't bench press, I just did position, position drills. So, um, after oh, the combine, combine numbers. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was good. good. about that, that combine. Yeah, so for me, man, it was like after the combine, I was like, it was a little bit, I could drop my shoulders a little bit, but it was still mm. time, like, yo, I still got to go out here. I still got to go do what I do, man. So yeah, um, you learn a lot about yourself in those type moments, too. Oh, like, yeah. You know, as far as preparation, am I ready? Did I prepare good? Um, how am I, you know, I didn't, I was never concerned about how I was going to, perform when the when the lights come on but um again man you just learned a lot about you know who you are as a person yeah i say man um didn't didn't really know what to expect that combine didn't expect it to be as you know long and drawn out as it was um i didn't do i didn't bench at the combine i think that might, might have been the only thing i didn't do you had to be on that stage for all the bunch of the gms and the coaches or whatever and I told the strength coach, you know, he was like, you know, anybody, you know, not benching, you had to like raise your hand and kind of say why. Probably four or five of us, most guys had a shoulder or a pec or something. And I was just like, you know, I'm gonna bench at my comp at my pro day, which was March, which is like a month after the combine. I had a nice little break, but I wasn't comfortable where I was on the bench. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm just not gonna bench. So he's like, all right, well, you you go and tell all those guys why you're not benching today. So try to put me on the spot or whatever. So I went, obviously, just told him. But um, did that, uh, definitely wasn't happy with my time. I think I ran like a 4-4-1 at the combine, so ran again at pro day. Uh, improved on the time, put on a little bit of weight, and we had a What lot. you run at the pro day? Uh, between 4-3-2, 4-3-7. Like that was my, my range. You know everybody always got their own times, all the teams yeah. got their own times, and they try to keep it close to the vest as possible for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, but those were the times. That was the, the range I got. Um, and the agent, you know, they try to keep you abreast of everything, try to limit and manage your expectations as much as possible. Because at that time, I don't know about you, but I was reading everything that was covered out. Mm -hmm. Anybody that had an article about and ranking the corners, I was reading that motherfucker pro football scout or whatever that site was, draft scout, I think it was called. I was on that thing every every day trying to see why I was uh why I was ranked. Yeah. Um, but um, and I, I still didn't do my bench press at the pro day, 
But I did a wide receiver workout, did a DB workout. We had a lot of scouts there because we had Donald Brown, Will Beattie, Cody Brown. All four of us went first and second round. So um, it's a big deal. It's a big, like you say, you find out a lot about yourself, man. Um, everything you think is going to happen is going to be different, even up until draft day. And it's a long, drawn out process. Um, but for me, I was ready for it. It's something you look forward to your entire life. Um, it's something that, you know, you always, I always believed it would happen, but it's, it's just different when it's actually there and these different things are actually, it's like, wow, I'm at my, like I was trying to live in those moments, but, um, yeah. it was, it was awesome, man. Without, man, I got a slide, man. I got a slide. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all get y'all 30 minutes and we went an extra 30 today, but, uh, great, man. Glad to be back on this March 9th, Thursday. Uh, remember using that hashtag or using that code at fanduel.com backslash M2M live. We're obviously presented to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the man to man pod. We'll be back on Monday. Yes, sir. Y'all be safe. Good weekend. Y'all be safe. Show up on Monday in a little bit better shape than you in right now. We gone. All right, we going good people. <clears throat>